Coming up is my interview with Olushola. Olushola is a Nigerian who came to Canada as a university student. And although it was a little bit hard initially, she has been able to gain a footing and feel more confident and sure about herself in Canada. And along the way, inform her nearly 20,000 subscribers on YouTube about what it's like being an expat, the struggles, and the joys. Welcome to the Are We Home Yet podcast, where we talk to expats about what it's like living abroad, and they tell their stories, whether it's the struggles, the joys, falling in love, raising a family, managing a business in another country, and maybe still searching for that place they will one day call home. This is a place where you can listen, the guest and host will share, and maybe we'll all learn from these stories that we're all connected in what home means to each of us. I'm your host, Jalila Clark. Welcome to the show. All right, welcome back to the Are We Home Yet podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Olushola, or Shola. <laughs> so uh, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thank okay. you so much for having me, Jalila. Great, great, great. No problem, no problem. So where do you currently live and how long have you lived there? So I'm currently living in Toronto, Canada, mm-hmm. and I've been living here for about 13 months now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I moved and in on the last day of December 2020. So yeah, it's been about 13 months. Wow. Just wow. a little over a year. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so like, what's it like living there? I mean, like the food, the people, the culture that you've experienced, what's it like? Well, it's, it's been quite an adaptive stage for me a phase Mm -hmm. I mean it's (laughs) I'm still adapting really it's Mm -hmm. it's not so easy coming from back home or from you know from wherever to Mm -hmm. a foreign land so definitely there's so many differences Mm -hmm. but for food I'm I I have a sensitive stomach so Mm -hmm. I eat what I'm familiar with that's Mm -hmm. my go-to so usually I eat you know, mostly my food, you know, mm-hmm. from back home. I'm a typical traditional girl. Yeah, so I make my own food, you know, get some stuff, food ingredients and all of that from the African store. Mm-hmm. And um, I make my own food as regards people. So mm-hmm. it's not been as easy as I had thought mm-hmm. because there's lockdown, right? So mm-hmm. um, for the most part, even though I, you know, was working at first you know like my work um entailed going out Mm -hmm. but for about a couple of months now I've been working from home so I'm quite limited but I mean I've met uh, you know some good people quite friendly uh you know expats like me or you know international students or whatever means or um Mm -hmm. route they came in with but yeah we've I've made a number of friends. It's quite a learning process, you know, it's so different from what we have back home. Like, um, but I mean, I've been, I've traveled a bit, so it's not so new to me, if I would say that. And I mean, we watch movies, so I'm quite um, conversant with, 
you know, just a little bit of what the culture is like. Um, yeah, but experiencing it um, firsthand now, um, mm-hmm. it's it's not been as hard as I would have thought. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And so um, I went to like Toronto, I think only for like one week, like many, many Mm. years ago when I was much Mm. younger, like in my early Mm -hmm. twenties. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, it didn't seem that much different from, you know, being in the United States, but, Mm -hmm. you know, but where you originally from and Mm -hmm. what prompted you to move there? Like, I mean, of all places you could have moved to. Okay, so I'm originally from Nigeria. You know, human beings, we just want a better life. So we want to be in a safe place. Mm-hmm. We want to have, you know, some sort of assured future. Mm-hmm. We want to, you know, um, help. I don't know about all others, but, you know, from where I come from, it's a common thing, or at least my person, mm-hmm. you know, I would want to help, you know, or have some payback of some sort for my parents for all they've done you know and just grow as an individual have a better you know try to do better for my children you know looking at um settling down you know sometime in the you know nearest future and all of that so yeah just all about um bettering my life and having a better future in comparison to where I started from or what I have from back home. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it goes to say that there are usually ways to do that, you know, mm-hmm. and one of the ways would be to travel abroad, you know, mm-hmm. just, um, but I came in as an international student. Mm-hmm. I needed to, of course, because you needed to come in through um, like a route or a means, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I came in here I came in to study human resources, which was something that I had, you know, um, completed the professional certification from back home. Mm -hmm. So I just needed to make sure that it was something that I still needed to be able to do, you know, basically that I had flair for. So I came in to study that to further, you know, my education Mm -hmm. and just, you know, explore the opportunities that you know, um, the country has for me, Mm -hmm. you know, so that's um, one of the things that prompted me, of course, as a believer that I am, I also had to make sure that it was in line with um, God's will for me, Um, it was something, not just something that I wanted to do, because I've done that in time past, where Mm -hmm. I just often left (laughs) to Mm -hmm. a place, and it didn't turn out so good, Mm-hmm. I had to go back so you know it mm-hmm. was just something that I carefully for so the face of God for to be mm-hmm. sure and of course knowing that um, you know having that go ahead and knowing that there were opportunities for me to explore in this um, country yeah I, I decided to take a leap of faith. Okay and so mm-hmm. you know you mentioned going to somewhere else so w- where else have you tried to live? So I have tried to relocate to the UK mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, yeah, it was, it was, oh my, it was not so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it didn't work out well because I, I, to be honest on my path, I, I was naive and I didn't have adequate planning. You know? mm-hmm. So I did, I mean, that's one, one major thing to do when you're traveling as you know, whatever, when you're going to 
a, a new country, you know, a foreign land where you basically have to literally, you know, maybe start all over. You know, mm-hmm. it's definitely different from what you have from back home. So I didn't have that planned. And um, yeah, so I was just, again, like I said, just walking based on, oh, I just wanted to do this. I wanted to do this. I was just mm-hmm. probably going with the excitement. So I, I ended up, you know, going back to re-strategize because mm-hmm. I couldn't keep up. It wasn't for long, really. It wasn't even up to a month. So I just left and, um, yeah, went back and re-strategized and considered somewhere else and um, some other means. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's it. Okay. And what do you miss about home? Like, I'm sure, like, you miss your family and friends, but, <laughs> you know, and then it sounds like probably, you know, the ease of having your food all around you, you know, without you yeah. having to probably cook all the time. But, like, mm-hmm. what what else do you miss about home? Okay. So majorly, because you mentioned that, but really, that's really what I miss about mm-hmm. home, to be honest, my family, because mm-hmm. um, I'm a very family oriented person. So I love, love my family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like the first time I had to be away from all of them <laughs> at once, you know, at a time. And um yeah so it was it was really different I had to do everything on my own and coming into a place where I actually didn't still don't have any relative oh, okay now I have a cousin <laughs> sorry mm-hmm. but I came in not knowing or having anyone in Toronto Canada mm-hmm. right so it was just different it was it was totally different for me I mean about the food I could always go to a store and get some ingredients I love to cook I can cook Mm -hmm. but I didn't have you know my family who we could talk you know on a regular basis or we could laugh you know just there's always something you know but there is this time difference now there's this work you have to do there's so many things you know trying to you know calling for attention all at once that before you know it it's dark and you have to go to bed so you Mm -hmm. haven't spoken to them in like days and you can't even keep up with the gists you know anymore there's really no you know so it's really it was really hard for me kind of still is and because like I said I love my family and always want to be around them it's not I don't I don't so as a person I don't like to eat alone right Mm -hmm. so I love it when I I love to cook but more when people are around you know what I mean so I don't like to cook with just me I can just eat anything because it's just me right I can just eat whatever or not eat Mm -hmm. (laughs) so um that that was something that like I couldn't just still can't wrap myself around the fact that you know oh my I have to go cook for myself you know sometimes I just like oh I can't be bothered you know but Mm -hmm. if I were to have my family around it was I I'm always jumpy oh you know all about you know helping you know doing one thing or the other that yeah so it's it's really majorly my family majorly mm-hmm. my family as for the food I mean there's food here I can buy that I can have that I'm an introvert right so 
I, I do know people think I'm an extrovert, but mm-hmm. well, I'm an ambivert actually, if I'm gonna be sincere, but I'm yeah. more of an introvert. So I really don't I can stay in my room or my house all day, every day, really. Mm-hmm. So um as long as if if it were to be that I was back home and I have my family or something, I would, you know, probably not miss much, you know. Mm-hmm. Or have to say I'm going about looking. I do have, you know, a few friends that also um, I miss, but maybe because they are also more like family already. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's okay. that's really what I miss. Let's take a quick break. If you're enjoying the show, make sure you share, subscribe, download, rate review the podcast and join our community via Facebook and Instagram by typing in are we home yet podcast and Twitter by typing in are we home yet pod where we share resources you can interact with our guest and you have a chance to tell your story as a former current or future expat and of course be a part of our community. The social media links are also at the bottom of the page on the arewehomeyetpodcast.com website as well. Okay, now back to the show. So then like what what has been like your experience with your quality of life? You know, you mentioned paying back. Um so mm-hmm helping others um you know and of course you know helping yourself so mm-hmm. what's what's your quality of life like in uh canada compared to nigeria like the cost of living your safety mm-hmm. you know uh things like that like how you live yeah so it's 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 been good so far mm-hmm. <laughs> thank god it's really different because i mean one of the reasons why i really wanted to move was for um you know to be independent Mm -hmm. financially so Mm -hmm. it's definitely different because like I said I really wanted to explore the opportunities available for me in you know diaspora so it's different I mean I can give back now I work it would be because there's the exchange rate you know, mm-hmm. because of course you're earning in dollars. If I have to, you know, give back or, you know, just send some money and all of that, mm-hmm. it would be to my favor, right? I would definitely say I'm in a better place financially. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the quality of living would is a it's a big difference really compared to what I had back home right mm-hmm. it wasn't bad or I mean I'm not from like a really extremely poor family or kind of thing mm-hmm. that you know I had to travel just because I you know I wanted to you know raise my family no it's not I mean they paid my parents paid for me to come here literally so mm-hmm. it's not in that sense but in terms of um my own kind of being I want to just help I want to be there I want to be able to you know just um have some sort of impact on my mm-hmm. um on people around me you know mm-hmm. financially and otherwise so yeah Canada so far and I mean I trust it gets better but it has definitely given me that 
you know, opportunity to do that. I mean, if I have to take care of myself and also extend to others, it would be that I can do that, right? So mm-hmm. no matter how much or how little I have to do, it's because I have the means to do it. That's part of my journey, you know, like mm-hmm. so far, the quality is definitely different, you know, mm-hmm. from what I had back home. Yeah. Okay. And so, you know, like Canada compared to like where I grew up in the United States, we've constantly talked about in the United States how, you know, Canada does seem to have like uh, less crime compared to like, you mm-hmm. know, the statistics that are reported in the United mm-hmm. States. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, what about your safety? Do you feel it's different? Like you're more safe or maybe there's no difference at all? Oh, you mean from back home? Mm hmm. There is a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so every day, I mean, I think one of the major reasons why people from where I come from think of relocation or all of that is safety. Because, I mean, at the end of the day, um, safety comes first, right? Your life mm-hmm. matters. If you're not, if, you know, if you're not safe, there's really so much you can do in whatever environment you're, you're in. I can't say that. I'm oblivious of the fact that there are maybe crime or um, certain vices in the society, you know, the Canadian society or, and all of that. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely a huge difference, you know, from where I'm coming from. For me personally, you know, I don't know about all others because it could be different. And I've heard of some people's stories. But for me, mm-hmm. um yeah, in terms of security and um, overall safety, it's definitely different. It's better here, really. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that, like, you know, you studied human resources. So, like, what what made you pick that field of study out of obviously, like, so many other different fields of study? Well, I'm people oriented as well. I mentioned family oriented, mm-hmm. but I love people. I love to help. Mm-hmm. I love to, you know, support whatever way I can. Um, mm-hmm. That's literally my forte. So anything that has to do with helping others mm-hmm. or, you know, just being of help in whatever way I can, you know, is what I love to do. So I found that human resources is one of those fields that helps you do that you know countless others of course but being social scientists having had a previous background in my first degree in social sciences Mm -hmm. well international relations but yeah also in that class so I thought about going further and this was what I could think of really, you know, that suited my person and that I found that it would be something that I would thrive in, that I would like to do um, long term. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so like I said, I started with the professional certification from back home. And when I was traveling as well, when I, you know, needed to come school here, I just, you know, continued on that path. So yeah. Okay. And so then the process to like come over as a student, like what was the visa process like? Was it pretty difficult? Did it take a long time or was it pretty simple and and happens pretty quickly? Well, for a student um, that I was when I came in, I came in 2021, right? And Mm -hmm. but my visa processing was in 2020 and Mm -hmm. lockdown, you know, 
um, the pandemic started, you know, majorly that year with the lockdown and all of that. So it took longer than usual. So I started my visa processing in March and got it in November. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about, what, nine months? Mm-hmm. So just maybe because of the COVID, actually, that was majorly the reason. But usually it would take like four to six months you know, on an average. So I don't think that, you know, considering, well, I'm not trying to speak for them or anything, but maybe it would be like, you know, because of the route, the student route and considering mm-hmm. the thousands or millions of people trying to migrate at the same time, you know. Mm-hmm. So it might be a bulk of work and would usually take, you know, and then they needed, they would need to do their assignments, you know, check with your documents and all of that and all of that. So, but I was told it would usually take like four to six months, but because mm-hmm. of COVID, when I did mine, it took about nine months. It was pretty overall straightforward it was just you know submit your documents and all you had mm-hmm. to do was wait and pray <laughs> mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. you get chosen you know that kind of thing so yeah okay I know like your day-to-day has changed because of mm-hmm. lockdown so like in general what is your day-to-day like day-to-day like so day-to-day is work <laughs> that's one thing about this country really mm-hmm. um it takes most of your time you know because Mm -hmm. when you're at work one minute the next minute you know it's late and especially in winter Mm -hmm. you know it gets dark and then it just feels like the days it gets dark like four Mm -hmm. and it just feels like the day's over Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's pretty much work um I eat (laughs) when I can Mm -hmm. when you know I'm not too lazy to go get some stuff and um yeah so I try to relax later maybe with um watch something on um youtube i'm a youtuber as well mm-hmm. <laughs> so you know watch something on youtube or a movie or you know some instagram live you know just something to connect with the social world because like mm-hmm. i said working from home just kind of makes it seem like it's just you but really i don't mind <laughs> mm-hmm. but i could always you know connect with my if it's not too late you know or maybe it's their daytime from with my family back home I could connect with them or my friends you know just some of them that I have here we could always talk we could you know pick a day to hang out but pretty much day-to-day is it's just that it's just work you know eat sleep pray what else that's that's basically you know what mine is like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so there was a drastic difference in the weather, like you, your experience in the weather from <laughs> home to Canada. So like, how did you prepare for that? How did you adjust for, for such a, a drastic change in, in what your environment would be like? Actually, I wasn't prepared for this weather. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like nothing actually really ever prepares you for the winter here in Mm -hmm. Canada and I mean I'm in Toronto so I can't even complain much because there are people in other provinces they're like you guys don't even see anything okay and Mm -hmm. I was told that it's cold but there is there's a difference when you're told and when you're experiencing it you know Mm -hmm. so um 
you know, whatever jacket I got from back home wasn't even half or a quarter of what I needed, you know? Yeah. It wasn't it, really. <laughs> I had to literally wear, like, um, I mentioned this sometime. Um, I had to wear, like, a couple of sweaters, you know, a couple, like, trust me, I mean, a couple. <laughs> I can't remember now, but I would have to wear, like, four or five jackets, um, sweaters, you know, underneath. When I came newly then, okay, so <laughs> because of the jacket, it wasn't, you know, thick enough. And I was quite, like I said, I didn't have anyone, so I wasn't familiar with how to go about getting a new one and all of that. Before I did, you know, I would just do with what I had. Um, just made sure I kept myself warm enough. Mm-hmm. So I would wear like whatever number of clothes I had to wear underneath my jacket. And um, yeah, because it's, it's, it's like sunny back home. We don't have winter, you know, so it wasn't something that and I mean, like I said, I had traveled to the UK, but even you, the UK isn't like, it's different from here. You know, the weather of the winter there. Mm-hmm. So it was something that I really don't think that you can really fully get used to it, but it's better now, really, compared to when I first came in. Yeah. Yeah. And I understand that. Yeah, completely. I remember. So this is my story actually and coming. And then I don't remember this part, but you know, my mom told it so vividly. So that's why mm-hmm. like, it's a memory for me. Mm-hmm. I'm originally from Panama, so mm-hmm. Central America. And mm-hmm. you know, the, there's no winter there. It's, it's warm right. and sunny mm-hmm. and, and wonderful mm-hmm. all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. All <laughs> and the time. so, yeah. So my mom moved to America specifically New York when Mm -hmm. you know I was a very little girl like uh three years old and she had some family who was already you know settled in New York uh her brother Mm -hmm. my uncle who had settled there years before um but still still even though like you know he had told her like winter is difficult here like you know obviously she didn't really like you never really understand the concept Mm -hmm. of like when someone's saying like it's hard or it's difficult or, or how mm-hmm. cold it is until mm-hmm. you actually get there. Yeah, and so, really. yeah, so it wasn't until like we got there and then now it's becoming winter. And then she's <laughs> like, Oh, I see. This is, this is how, this is how difficult you mentioned that yeah. it was. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah. So my mom went to Goodwill and she mm-hmm. got us uh, winter coats, winter clothing, Um, to, you know, obviously to, to stay warm and Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that was one of really like the earliest memories that I have of, of being in America. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. not really my memories, just her telling Mm me (laughs) of really how, how difficult the environment can be, how different Mm -hmm. the environment can be from, you know, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from what you know. Yeah. From what you Mm -hmm. used to. Yeah. And then when you spoke of quality of living and it's, and it's better, but you work so, so much, the day is gone. Oh yeah. 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 And that was something my mom experienced as well. So my mom actually had to work in a factory, like doing physical labor, Um, even though she had gone to school for nursing and was a registered nurse in Panama, but you know, to 
transition over to America, she had to wait some time. She had to take tests to be qualified Mm -hmm. again, but now, you know, in a very new country. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, she worked in a factory for a couple of years while Mm -hmm. she was waiting for everything to pan out and to start her life brand new now as a nurse here in the United States. And uh, yeah, I mean, she, she said that too, like, you know, she'd work so hard that they'd be gone. Mm-hmm. And then it was mm-hmm. like, you know, like, well, 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 what happened? Like, what, what, what did I do mm-hmm. today? You know, besides work, like how, <laughs> how have I been able to enjoy my time or my child mm-hmm. or, yeah. or anything like that? Yeah. yeah so, right. yeah, like you rightly said about your mom, because when I talked about um, the quality of life and, mm-hmm. you know, I, I guess I made it seem pretty rosy, like it's so good you know mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't you know I mean it gets better that's mm-hmm. one thing I know for sure but like you said about your mom being you know working in the factory and all of that I did that too mm-hmm. you know um in fact my first job was a cleaning job I was a cleaner mm-hmm. so before I moved to a factory one so it's really isn't it's more of physical labor right so it takes a lot on your body Mm -hmm. you know I had to stand for what eight hours some do that longer Mm -hmm. like I said I was a student I was schooling right and I'm only allowed to 20 hours a week Mm -hmm. so I would stand you know that long (laughs) Mm -hmm. for whenever I had shifts and it wasn't I mean right now I'm having you know to say all of this because you know I'm in some sort of thank god better place but mm-hmm. it wasn't the case in the beginning so yeah. if I were probably to even have this interview in the beginning mm-hmm. it would be different because I would probably be what lamenting that I yeah. you know yeah. I came over here because I yeah. mean even though you know I say it's not or maybe I thought it's not as good Mm-hmm. as um back home it, it wasn't like cleaning or factory job definitely wasn't what I thought it would be mm-hmm. you know it would be like my first job was a cleaner I mean I'm like how how can I do that? I never even did that back home you know so mm-hmm. I mean it's a huge phase it's a transitional phase for I know quite a number of people who are you know in the shoes because you know you you want to more like in search of green pastures right Mm -hmm. so you leave home and think that it's all rosy you Mm -hmm. know on the other side yeah we think that it's all good but really it's you know it's really what you make out of it that's why some people are back home and they're really doing good because Mm -hmm. sometimes you know the grass isn't greener on the other side the grass is green where you water it yeah if you water your grass back home it would get better if you travel and you don't do nothing you're idle you don't put in effort you don't you know start small you're not willing to you know just um just start small because knowing that this isn't a place I'm familiar with I need to humble myself enough to start with what I have Mm -hmm. you might really not make much out of it out of that other side that you thought was greener because the opportunities might not come as you know as much or even in a big way like you thought so it's really important to know that even if I'm going to this place it's um I need to put in the work you know it's different but I need to play my part to get that land greener 
for mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Yeah. I mean, my mom, if she was on this conversation, she would, mm-hmm. you know, say the same thing too, that she didn't realize how hard it really would mm-hmm. be, you know? And of course, mm-hmm. you know, she had conversations with, you know, her brother and with some mm-hmm. friends who were in America and they said, you know, life can be hard, but when you want a better life and, mm-hmm. you know, people are saying like, oh, things can be hard, you know, mm-hmm. still you, you really don't think much about it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And plus you're thinking Mm -hmm. like, okay, but how hard, you know, exactly. You're not thinking like, how hard could it be? Really? You're Mm -hmm. not, you're Mm -hmm. not thinking how hard could it be until you're actually in the middle of it. it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then it's like, wow, like, (laughs) wow. I never realized of of how hard it could be. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting um, because I speak to my mom every day from China via like WhatsApp and we don't talk about these things anymore because it's been like, you know, four decades. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, it just really makes me think about like all the times when I was younger and I don't know if I had been mischievous or didn't do my chores or I don't Mm -hmm. know, like didn't get the the grades I should have or I don't know, maybe Mm -hmm. wasn't paying attention or or listening when she was talking or something like that you know of course like the mm-hmm. first thing she would say is you know when I came to this country and and I worked so hard and and of mm-hmm. course you know that I would feel bad and of course get back mm-hmm. into line and mm-hmm. yeah um so so you know one of the things that I mentioned to you and and why I wanted to interview you is because you know I kind of wondered because I I didn't have that experience of it being so hard because obviously that's where I grew up that that's the home that I know um mm-hmm. so I did wonder because so many of the other expats have gone to like lots of different countries but I hadn't interviewed yet anyone who had gone to North America. And I wonder mm-hmm. like, you know, well then what would that be like trying mm-hmm. to make a home in a place that, you know, I felt comfortable in, like I felt mm-hmm. like it was no big deal because it was my home, you know? So like, and, and I wondered like how, like, I really wondered like, how would that experience sounds similar to maybe my own mom's experience and and I Mm -hmm. see that when you come from another place it is still a struggle so whether you're coming from say like America to China which you know Mm -hmm. it's not the Mm -hmm. easiest sometimes living here but you know if you come from Nigeria to America yeah it Mm -hmm. it it is a struggle it definitely is Mm -hmm. it's it's a struggle adapting and even though you speak like phenomenal English and of course you're in an English country it's still really difficult it's still difficult yeah Yeah. like I said people just get it all wrong thinking oh you know it's America it's Mm -hmm. North America it's definitely you know but one of the reasons why I started my YouTube channel is um because I figured that people don't really come out to say these things right Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I never had this um information like all all of the information I share you know Mm -hmm. the contents I I create are you know around my day-to-day or you know yeah experience here in Canada how Mm -hmm. I survive what I Mm -hmm. do you know and informing trying to again help those that are coming in 
mm-hmm. that you know have no clue or little information about how real things can be here because no one really comes online to say all of those things you know the mm-hmm. social media the social media age everyone filtering whatever is being posted so you just see the good size the the cars the, the you know the houses mm-hmm. all of mm-hmm. that but they once had I'm definitely sure your mom's story is different now, right? Mm -hmm. Because she had, you know, a phase, like she had that transitional phase. She, Mm -hmm. she was once, she didn't have everything you're seeing now, you know, back then. So Mm -hmm. it definitely, like I say, at the end of the day, I encourage people that it gets better, Yeah, but it's just a phase that you would have to mentally prepare for because it doesn't come easy. Like I said, I didn't have anyone in Toronto. I didn't have anyone to tell me about, you know, the jobs available even as a student because I was one of those people who thought "Mm, you could probably only get those kind of jobs if you come in illegally Mm -hmm. like right Mm -hmm. I didn't know that (laughs) for the most part many students are factory workers Mm -hmm. like many there are a lot of them because so many of the employers you know are picky or choosy about having to employ students because they want you to take full-time positions right they don't want Mm part-time because we only have 20 hours as students right so I mean there are people who get that but the chances are pretty slim you know the percentage is not as high so there are some people who get um, part-time positions and all of that and but a lot of us have to you know start small so I never knew that there was a thing called cleaning or factory work, you know, mm-hmm. here in Canada, you know, even as a student, I thought, you know, I'm a student, I'm legal, you know, I could always get my resume right and just apply and the job would come, you know, mm-hmm. but it still takes you know, a process. It could happen that way for some people. Again, our journeys are different, I always say, but in my case, and in you know some people that have um, that have shared their experiences with me, it wasn't the case. So there is need to mentally prepare and know that no matter you know, don't think that it's all rosy on the other side. Like I said, you know the the green grass and all of that on the other side. You need to water it. You need to put in the work. You need to know that these is a phase that you might have to go through and just prepare that's it yeah yeah and so you know you mentioned that you know you you now have a cousin there which is wonderful and then you know you've made some friends there but so like how did you make friends you were brand new there how how did you make any friends what did you have to do um so for me because like I said I really don't go out much mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just like maybe through someone mm-hmm. you know I had a classmate who was Nigerian so I knew her and then from her I met another Nigerian who was her flatmate so it was that kind of thing and then we just talk you know and um, my flatmates are um, Indians the current ones they're Indians you mm-hmm. know so that was because you know I moved into the house and that happened And um, for the most part, it's just, you know, maybe I talk to one person, maybe I need a contact or just because I know one person, you know, through that person, I could meet 
some other people, maybe when we go out or just had a out of um, conversations. And um, I go to church as well. That's really mostly where my out, like whenever I have to go out, yeah. So I know a few people from there as well, but yeah, for the most part. So now if I wanna get just from the few people that I know, if I want, maybe I need help with something, you know, and I need a contact, I could always ask. Mm-hmm. you know and by asking those people and I get someone's contact I could also be friends you know with that person or you know just have that contact so mm-hmm. yeah that's really how it plays out for me mostly with work because in a society like this where the most part of your life is you know at work so you make friends in that um light as well so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're a young, attractive woman. Like, I mean, right now, are you dating or not really thinking about that? I'm currently not dating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. I'm not raising it off of my mind. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not shutting my mind, you know, towards dating. Mm-hmm. But currently, I don't have anyone I'm seeing. Yeah. So. Okay. <laughs> All right. We've talked about some of the struggles of, you know, being an expat there. What would you say are the joys of being an expat? The joys would be the opportunities. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, one of my reasons was to explore the opportunities available. So the fact that I get to um, be here, you know, meet people, talk to different people from different backgrounds, you know, and Canada being a very multicultural place, you know, mm-hmm. I can talk to people and, um, you know, maybe even make friends with people, but out of, you know, conversations with people, I can, you know, get one or two information or um, mm-hmm. that could help, you know, take me to maybe the next level or just some information that would help in my journey mm-hmm. that's really I think the major for me because in terms of meeting people like I said it's not so easy mm-hmm. you know because for me it wasn't I mean I mentioned having those people but for like what a couple of months in mm-hmm. when I first came in I didn't have friends so it wasn't like I just went out and I started talking to people. So mm-hmm. the first the first friend that I made was through my neighbor, mm-hmm. you know, my neighbor. Then he had a friend come over who wanted to take his place because he was moving out. And then I got, well, he gave her my contact because I was trying to get a job and just to help me. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I called her someday and she said she wasn't moving into my neighbor's room anymore. She got a place and now she has, you know, flatmates who are Nigerians. So I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. Let me talk to them. That was how I made the first friends that I had. So that was just it. Exploring opportunities can also give that advantage of meeting people. Of course, there's that. Mm-hmm. But because of the way I think the system's wired would work, really, you you have to be intentional about making time for mm-hmm. whatever it is that you wanted to do next, like whatever yeah. other things you have because of work, like you have to make those plans tied, mm-hmm. you know, to that. 
so yeah it, it would majorly be the opportunities available the growth level because like I said it gets better I'm not where I used to be a year ago mm-hmm. and I trust that you know um, of course my trust is in God really but because you're in an environment where these things are also you know kind of available or that helps with the growth you know to more like climb the stairs or go even diversify if you need to into maybe other fields or other stuff there's you know just so much provision made for the citizens whoever as long as you're in you know Mm -hmm. so yeah I like that about being here yeah okay so I'll just ask really one more question. Um, so, you know, you live in a place that is not your original home, uh, but obviously, you know, in order to like, not just survive there, but to thrive there, you need to try to make it feel like a home. So what's your definition of home? Okay. You mentioned trying to make it feel like home. So mm-hmm. when I was trying to set up my room, I tried as much, you know, in my own little way, just to, I don't have much really, maybe, okay, say what my desk, my um, TV, just to maybe keep me entertained when I'm bored or something. I have a decor that says it's so good to be home. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it's like the first thing I set my eyes on when I come into my room, but really, really all of that, it doesn't replace the fact that my family is my home. Yeah. Right. So if my family were to move into Canada today, <laughs> Canada would be home for me. Yeah. Okay. So um, wherever my family is, and I mean, my nuclear for now at this time, because I'm not married yet, but you know, my parents, my, um, my brother mm-hmm. and um, his family, you know, where if, wherever they are or whenever I'm with them that's home for me Mm -hmm. you know so yeah that's that's pretty much it I I really can't say that hmm, I have a home you know in quote yet in Canada maybe because I'm still actually in my transitional phase Mm -hmm. I haven't fully grasped what I want to would want to in the country like I said, my family's back home. So sometimes it can actually get, you know, boring or, you know, maybe lonely sometimes. I mean, an introvert, I don't know if we really feel lonely, but personally, I I have a couple of things that I try to, you know, get entertained with and really not much or not for long or many times do I feel lonely or bored or something. But I mean, once in a while, when it you know does set in and I miss my family and all of that it just brings back the the memory or the reminder that this isn't home or at least not yet yeah right Mm -hmm. yeah so okay okay 
All right. Well, with that, I'm going to thank Olushola for taking the time to be interviewed by me on this podcast today. Uh, Are We Home Yet? A podcast where I talk to different expats from different countries around the world and find out what's it like living abroad. And, you know, hopefully along the way, future expats are inspired to also go and live abroad as well. And, you know, hopefully have an interesting, maybe fulfilling experience. And also, I'm going to wish all of our listeners, everyone have a great day. Thank you so much, Shola. Thank you. Thank you so much, Lila, for having me. Thank you. Tune in to my next interview with Dion from Barbados, who, as a university student, studied in China, then made a career in corporate event organizing, and a little more than 20 years later, now has relocated from China to America to begin a new expat experience. I hope you enjoyed the show. Remember to hit subscribe and to stay updated, head over to arewehomeyetpodcast.com. I'm Jalila Clark. See you next time.